football season is rapidly approaching, but baseball season moves on, and we love watching this Atlanta Braves team play. We love listening to them right here. Your home for the Atlanta Braves radio network in Auburn, Alabama, is within our company at Tiger Communications, and we're so honored to now go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on the radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, Ben Ingram, who joins us on today's show. Ben, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on. How are you guys? Very well. Thank you for asking. Like we said, football season is uh, getting here closely, but uh, it's also baseball. Here we are in the month of August. That season is winding down, and Atlanta walks away from a big five-game set with the New York Mets. Things didn't go the way Atlanta wanted them to. If there was one big issue that stood out to you from that five-game series with the Mets, Ben, what would that be? I think the biggest issue that I saw was just the Mets were a better team for that series. They pitched better. Uh, I thought they did a really good job of, of fighting off really tough pitches, fouling off some tough pitches, going deep in counts, driving up the pitch count for some of our pitchers early in games, and getting on base. There was a stretch there where the Braves didn't have a shutdown one, two, three inning, I want to say for about 12 innings. So just constant pressure, constant uh, pressure from guys on the base paths. And, and they just wore you down. And, and I've not seen a Mets team play that well in some time. And, uh, that's definitely the best ball I've seen out of them. And you put that with their pitching, and you got a, a, a pretty good team. And they displayed that versus the Braves in those five games. Pitching is obviously a big thing when you've got a five-game series and knowing that you're going to have to factor in a doubleheader in that event as well. The trade deadline, of course, uh, just had happened as well. What was your takeaways from the pitching staff from the Atlanta Braves' perspective, Ben? Well, I think for where the Braves are, the biggest question is Ian Anderson. And, of course, he was sent to AAA, and, and there's a chance that we will see him this weekend. In fact, that's probably the plan just because there is another doubleheader coming up on Saturday as he'll be down in Miami. But that, that doesn't take away the fact that the Braves have a big question at the very back end of their rotation. To me, that's the biggest question on the ball club right now. And when you get to the postseason, assuming they do, that's not as big of a, of a glaring hole because you can do it with, with four players given the off day and use four pitchers. But between now and then, you got to find a way to get into the postseason. And you need really good, strong starting pitching. And, and that, to me, has been an inconsistency all year for the Braves. So um, I think getting Jake Odorizzi to a degree helps. Uh, not that you're expecting anything incredibly special from Jake Odorizzi from the standpoint of him coming in here and being an ace. He's not. You're just hoping for somebody who can consistently go deep in games. And, and if you have a big lead, he can hang around long enough to get a win. That was the biggest issue with Ian. The one ball game the Braves won in New York was a game that he started. He got tons of run support. He had eight runs in the first two innings of the ball game, and he couldn't even hang around long enough to be the pitcher of record. And that's the second time we've seen that out of Ian. And in his last eight starts, he's really only had one good one. And the inconsistency to me was the biggest issue. So I, I think you're able to, to plug a, a hole, hopefully, as Jacob Rizzi could, if he's in that same situation that Ian was, he could go at least five innings and get a win at a ball game. But it, to me, you still have a, a glaring hole there at the back end of the rotation. Ben, you, you mentioned you sending uh, Ian Anderson down to AAA. If the Braves are able to get Mike Soroka back here at the end of this season, do you think Ian Anderson would be able to come back up no matter what he does in AAA? Yeah, he, he could always come back up. And I, I'm, I'm not counting on Mike uh, coming. I'm, I'm not counting on seeing Mike this season. If, if we do, then I'll be thoroughly surprised. Um, I don't want to bet against Mike, but at the same time, bringing him up after not pitching for two years and throwing him into the rotation in September just seems like a long shot at this point. I think what you have right now is what you got. And 
to be quite honest, I wouldn't count on Mike Soroka until next season. But um, it, we, we've seen guys go down in the past. We saw Ian go down last year. Remember, he had a, a shoulder issue. He was down for a while. When he came back up, he pitched some really big innings in the postseason, and that's the hope. And this team has got to find a way to, to get back to where they were and get into the postseason. Um, losing four or five was a big blow. It's going to be a challenge to win the division now, but you still have seven games against the Mets, and all seven of those games will be in Atlanta. Uh, so that's where you really have to find a way to strike back and, and make up some ground. Otherwise, you have to focus on the wild card and then get in the way you can and then line things up with your pitchers at that point. And, of course, Ben, obviously we, we mentioned Jake Odorizzi a little bit, but also uh, a big acquisition, the last acquisition of the trade deadline, right around uh, the, the time of the deadline, was Rossell Iglesias from uh, the Los Angeles Angels. What are the Braves getting in a guy like Iglesias? And then also your thoughts on, on also amongst all the moves, uh, Will Smith no longer being a Brave and out with the Houston Astros. Yeah, I'll start with Will. I think it just made sense for both parties to, to go different ways. If you could move him, you do. Um, he, he was a huge part of what the Braves accomplished last season. You don't win the World Series without Will Smith. That being said, last year and this year, two different things. And you're still trying to win baseball games this year. And when you're putting him in in 6-1 games, 7 nothing games, uh, five-run leads, and, and he's still giving up runs, and, and it becomes a, a question and doubt uh, in the ninth inning when he's trying to mop up, you're just looking for a different answer and you're hoping that he can maybe get back on track with another team and the Braves can go a different direction and uh, go a different route with their bullpen. So that made sense. I think getting Iglesias was enormous, not just for this season, but for the next few years as well. After this season, Kenley Jansen's on a one-year deal. I don't know that he's back. If I had to bet on it right now, he probably would not be. Uh, Your closer for 2023 and the next few years after that, I think the plan right now would be it's Russell Iglesias. Now, what he does for this season is he adds to your bullpen. He can be your eighth-inning guy and then hand it to Kenley, and then he can become the closer next season and and be a guy that you count on. He's he's really, really good. He has three pitches, uh, gets swing and miss stuff, and that, to me, is the most valuable thing for a closer. It's great to get outs, but I need swings and misses in the ninth inning, and he produces that. He throws very hard. So, um, 32 years old, and there's still a lot of fuel left in his tank, and I think that was a big move to get in, not just for this season, but for the years to come. Ben, I uh, want to look at some of the injury updates for the Braves. I want to get uh, get an update on where Ozzie Albies is and coming back, and then we saw Ronald Acuna get scratched from the lineup on Sunday in that uh, rain-delayed game. It, the, it was announced that it was precautionary. He's back in the lineup tonight, but is this something that uh, Braves need to be worried about with Acuna? No, not at all. He, if, if he were not in there tonight, then there'd probably be a little smoke there. You'd wonder what the fire was. This was just him needing a little time, and he pinch hit in that game. He came into the seventh inning and, and pinch hit in that game and then finished the game in the right field, and he's in there tonight. And, and it's just a, a, a means of trying to find ways to give him a little bit of extra time here and there with that knee. And he, and he said before that the knee still doesn't feel 100%. He has time, uh, difficult time trusting that knee every single night. And anytime they can give him a breather, I think that's a good thing. And they're able to do that the other night. So he's in there tonight. And now he'll have the challenge of playing right field at Fenway Park. And, and it's not easy playing left center or right here. It's always a challenge for the outfielders when they come here because the dimensions are so incredibly unique. But I think you feel good about his defensive abilities. Same with Michael Harris. Same with Robbie Grossman. As Grossman and Acuna both have experience playing here before. So uh, should be good to go with, with Acuna. And as far as, uh, as Ozzie Albies goes, uh, was able to chat with him uh, about a month ago, and I know Joe spoke with him about a week and a half ago, and he's hoping that he could start a rehab middle of this month 
So this is August the 9th. I'm thinking within the next week, maybe he could start a rehab, get the, the green light there, and then see how it feels. And he may need two, three days at Gwinnett. He may need a week. I don't know. It's just a matter of him getting out there. And then how does he feel 24 hours later? It's one thing to play, but can you go again 24 hours later? And that's what the ramp up will be. So if you could have him in there by Labor Day, I think that would be a big win. Um, this was a foot that when he broke it, it was sore to begin with. This wasn't a, an original injury that night. That, that foot was already hurt. And then he furthermore extended the injury when he, when he broke it that night. Um, so he's trying to battle back from that. And once he's good to go, I know he's ready to get back in there. But it's going to be a slow ramp up, I feel, for him coming off a foot injury with, with atrophy and things like that to bounce back from. And Ben also want to mention around the business of the team and, and everything going around along the deadline. It was not just trades, obviously, for Atlanta. Austin Riley gets a 10-year, $212 million contract. To my knowledge, that's the biggest contract I think the Braves have ever given. Uh, just just talk about what this means, keeping a, a, a big collection of players together now uh, for several years to come. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is is that that's how you stay competitive for a long time. That's how you remain a, a good team for a long time. Let's just use the 2019 Nationals, for example. They go out there and they win the World Series. Well, they had just lost Bryce Harper the year before. Anthony Rendon doesn't come back. Uh, they, lo- they trade Max Scherzer and trade Turner. Um, Steven Strasburg has had injury after injury since then. And what they did not do was lock up the players that could have kept them competitive long term. And here they are three years later, and they're the worst team in baseball. So, And I don't mean to pick on the Nationals, but I think it's just a perfect example because now the Braves have Matt Olson locked up and Ozzie Albies and Ronald Acuna and now Austin Riley. I'd imagine that they will eventually get something done with Dansby Swanson. I know that that, that continues to be an ongoing discussion. Uh, but if you can get Austin Riley for 10 years, and it makes sense for both parties, that's exactly what you want to do. If you're giving out 10-year contracts to 32- and 33-year-old players, I think that becomes problematic. But you're talking about a 25-year-old, and I, don't, I still don't think we've seen him reach uh, the highest level that he can play at for a long period of time. He's having a tremendous season, an MVP-caliber season. I don't think he could be this for a long time. So to get him here for a decade, that's enormous. He does not want to go anywhere else. This is the perfect place for him. And he seems like the natural fit to be the next in line to go from Chipper to Freddie and now to Austin. Uh, that would be a natural progression, and the Braves are hoping that that's the case. And certainly after signing into that deal, that's what their intentions are. That's the voice of Ben Ingram right there. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ingram Radio. The Braves have two games coming up here at Fenway Park. Let's end with this, Ben. Tell us, uh, because we're, we're so envious of all the broadcasts that you get to do, so uh, getting to call a couple of games at Fenway Park, what's that view like? What's the vantage point there being there on, on site? Well, it, it's terrific. It's a great vantage point. It's a press box that pretty much sits right on top of the plate. Um, it, it's the, our booth has, gi- has one giant window, so it's a big, wide open space. Um, it's a very, gr- it's a great place to watch a game uh, and to call a game for a place that's 107 years old. Uh, it, it's tr- it's really amazing to see how how great a vantage point that you truly have. We go to Wrigley, and you know Wrigley isn't a whole lot um, younger than Fenway is, and I love going to Wrigley, but it's a very, very tight booth and can be slightly inconveniencing. This place is not like that at all. Uh, they've done a wonderful job of the upkeep of this place and also keeping the historical charm that this place has. And, and I love calling games here. I wish we got to call more. These are my first games to call here since 2018, and it's always a, a great time anytime you get to come here and, and work Fenway Park. So 
Um, lots of history and, and lots of things that come to mind when it comes to, to working this place, and it's always uh, fun to come here. Enjoy the time in Boston. We're hopeful for a couple of Braves wins this week. Thanks for joining us today, Ben. Really appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, fellas.